Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Right now we're going to talk about soccer because it's been a, a tough few weeks for Canada soccer. The Canadian women's team has received a lot of support from Canadians and other national teams in their labor fight with that organization. But it's also been a lot of high profile, let's say, airing of issues within that organization. And now the president of Canada soccer, Nick Bontis, has resigned, saying he knows that change is needed to get that labor peace with the men's and women's team in Canada. Now, to talk more about this, Alexander Gangway-Ruzik joins us now, digital content creator at One Soccer and co-host of the Northern Football Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me. Appreciate having me on. Were you surprised to hear about this resignation or did it feel kind of inevitable? Certainly it felt like one that it it was coming. I mean, I guess maybe the timing of it, uh, a bit of a surprise. You know, of course, uh, Nick Bontis as president of Canada Soccer was also due uh, in front of the Heritage Committee in a few weeks' time. So, you know, some wondering uh, if that would be something uh, that that was on his, his schedule. But given that both men's and women's team have gone on a strike over the last year of, of his presidency, despite, you know, success. It's one where his position as president certainly was under a lot of pressure from a lot of sides. What do you think went wrong here? I mean, everybody talks about how successful soccer is right now in Canada, and yet all we hear about are fiscal and financial pressures. Yeah, I mean, it's one where, you know, in spite of, of what's going on, I mean, the both teams have been very successful, yes, but there have been a lot of cracks in the foundation and, you know, unfortunately for those who have been following the sport for a long time in this country, a lot of those foundational cracks have, you know, always been there. It's been a question of how, you know, can, can soccer be successful in this country, especially at the national team level. And there's just been a reality that a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of organizational uh, troubles for, for decades now. Canada soccer went through something similar back in the 2000s. Just, of course, you know, with the teams not doing as well at the time, it's maybe something that slipped through the cracks. But you know, especially now with the teams doing well, it showed that while things were going great on the field, a lot of those same issues persisted off the field. And, you know, just with more eye- eyeballs on it, more pressure, bigger stages, those, those, you know, cracks really started to show. Do you think, Alexander, in this last couple of weeks here, there was a lot of pressure on Canada soccer because people were going, yeah, wait a minute, like, what is going on here? Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, the biggest thing is this, you know, women's national team in particular uh, with you know what they were going through, the budget cuts, especially they have a huge chance this year heading to a World Cup in Australia, arguably their best chance to ever win a World Cup, considering they had in as defending Olympic champions have a great roster for them to then come out and say, look, they're not able to to prepare as best as they want to be. They have you know budget cuts uh, in, in a World Cup year, especially after you know the men's team were were able to go to their first World Cup in such a long time and and have, you know, all that support behind them to do that. It's one where you look at that, and you know, that's, that's a huge worry. And then you look at across the board budget cuts for both teams, despite successful years. It's one where you do wonder, okay, the sport is more popular than ever. The national teams have more interest than ever. How that popularity is leading to budget cuts, not budget raises. 
So do you think this is a sign of progress? Like, does this look like change at Canada Soccer? Or you mentioned that there was supposed to be some testimony upcoming. Is this more of a delay, do you think, in finding some answers? It's one of those where, you know, it's a first move and it's kind of going to be interesting to see where things go from here. I mean, it's one where the next hire, if we're talking president, it's going to be huge just because whoever comes in is going to have a huge job to to talk to the women's and men's national team who are still working out, you know, a deal on top of, of course, all the budget cuts, but working out a deal uh, for, for future, you know, uh, World Cup allocation, you know, money, et cetera, and, and ensuring equal pay, pay deal potentially similar to the one that was struck, uh, you know, in the United States. Uh, you know, so that, that's something that has to, the, to that's going to need to be worked out um, and uh, amongst other issues, you know, so it's one where I think is, you know, first domino to drop. And then you add in the, the Heritage Committee, one where they're going to, you know, Canada Soccer is going to go have to answer to, to the government about the financial situation and some of the, the numbers that maybe haven't been clear or transparent on, on all parties, especially that's something the national teams have demanded. Uh, so, yeah, still some big jobs uh, to, to come, especially for, for who replaces it. And I think it's one where, you know, Nick Bontis also might still have to answer for the committee. So that's something that won't go away from his perspective. Well, that'd be good. I think we still need some answers. Uh, Alexander, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate that. Alexander Gangway rizik who's a digital content creator at One Soccer. Uh, hopefully there will still be some answers coming, but it does tell you the power of the Canadian women's national team because they were upset. I think Canadians across the country said, hey, something is not right here. And now what we see is that the head of Canada Soccer has stepped down, uh, feeling that there won't be change uh, with him there. So he stepped down. But get this, though about soccer this is the way it goes he is uh, on his way to guatemala apparently where he has been named Concacaf's council vice president of north america so he has a continuing role in soccer and that, as alexander pointed out still so many questions about what canada soccer is doing with all of their money right Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.